Welcome to The Politocrat. I am Omar Moore. It is Wednesday, August the 30th, 2023. On this edition of The Politocrat, the past is never dead. It isn't even past. A famous line from William Faulkner. I'll be talking about the past, the present, and the now. Well, that's the same thing, isn't it? The past and the present. It all bleeds into each other. And I want to talk about why history does not repeat itself. I know. I'll explain. Coming up next. Dear listener, welcome to this Wednesday edition of the Politocrat Daily Podcast. Always so delightful to have you listening, and I do appreciate you. You know this, and I have to emphasize it because it's it's very clear, and I want to make it even clearer. You are a valued and highly respected listener, and I do treasure and appreciate you. So thank you for your time. Thank you for lending your ear. You, you have a life, I'm sure, that's very busy and very eventful, and you could be doing all kinds of things um, before you even think about contemplating listening to this podcast episode, but I am very thankful that you do tune in and give it a listen. Don't forget to spread the word about the Politocrat Daily Podcast and um, tell your friends, tell your family, tell strangers, tell your political allies, um, tell people who care about human beings, because one thing I can tell you is that I do care about human beings. I care about you. I care about people in general and about where we are going and what we can do to be better human beings. And that includes me. I never leave myself out of any of these things because that would be awfully hypocritical. And challenging yourself daily to be better, to learn more, to be a better, more empathetic soul, to live life to the fullest, to work hard, to play hard, and to be good to yourself, to be good to your body, to treat yourself well, those, and to treat others well. Those are the things that this podcast is all about and also about education. So I want to just say that here on this Wednesday. We are almost at the end of August. Oh, my goodness. Summer is over. <laughs> summer is over. Um, I never thought that I would say that so heartily. I am not uh, a fan of summer being over, but it is over. Whether we like it or not, summer is pretty much done and dusted. Here in the United States, the Labor Day weekend is coming. And of course, this coming Monday will be Labor Day. And really, in the US, Labor Day marks the end of summer, the unofficial end of summer. Summer actually does not end until September the 21st, the summer solstice. But I just wanted to make that clear. Um, Summer in the United States is traditionally uh, marked with Labor Day, the end of summer, even though it's not the official end of summer. But anyway, um, here we are on this Wednesday. I do hope you're safe and sound or safer and sounder and healthier than you were yesterday. I really do. And if your day is not going well, whenever you happen to be listening to this, I do hope that your day gets better. I want you to persevere in these times. If they're challenging times for you, for people you know, for people in your family, please persevere. It's a difficult road. Life throws all kinds of challenges and roadblocks at us. But I want you to hang in there because, as I always say, tough times don't last. Tough people do.
So, dear listener, lots going on, of course. Hurricanes, storms, global warming, all of those things going on wherever you might be in the world. And I do, as I said, hope you are safer and healthier as we go along here on this Wednesday edition or whenever you happen to be listening. But today I want to focus on the quote that I read out earlier. Actually, I want to get the accurate quote because it's technically not exactly verbatim. The quote is, the past is never dead. It's not even past. Now, that's from William Faulkner, the author William Faulkner, who wrote numbers of books, numerous books, including the book Requiem for a Nun. Now, that's where the quote that I just read out came from, his book Requiem for a Nun. Now, the reason I bring up that quote, and it's my favorite Faulkner quote, is because, A, it's true. Faulkner was absolutely correct on this. And the bottom line is, is that that quote applies to the here and now. And that quote ties into this notion of history repeating itself or history might repeat itself if you don't pay attention and da-da-da-da-da, history will repeat itself. And I want to say that I subscribed and note the past tense on the word subscribe. I subscribed to that notion for many a year, dear listener. But over the last 10 years or so, maybe a bit longer than 10 years, I have really opened my own mind up to disagreeing with that. And I have explained here on a number of occasions, most recently the previous episode, that history doesn't really repeat itself. It's that history and the elements of history are constantly with us. It's just a question of where we are as a society on a sliding scale. Are we closer or further away from the events that have happened? That's where we are. That's where we are. Because if I explain it to you like that, dear listener, I think it gives you a more rounded and, quite frankly, more fear-based approach. In fact, it's not so much about fear even. It's about being honest with ourselves as to where we are. And to explain this a little better than perhaps I just have, and to also explain this a little better than I did in the previous episode of this podcast... I want to offer a risky thing called analogy. Now, analogies are very tricky because you really have to be right on target with them. Otherwise, they can be ghastly and really bad for you. But by way of instruction, I do wish to give an example. The Nazis were defeated in World War II. Defeated by the Allies. Right? The United States, the United Kingdom, and a number of other countries. Russia was an ally at that time. But what I'm trying to say to you is that, yes, the Nazis were defeated right, in 1945 or 46. And that's all well and good, and I'm glad that they were. But that doesn't mean that there aren't Nazis who exist. Hitler was defeated 
the Nazis were defeated, but that doesn't mean that there's no more Nazis on the planet. Doesn't mean that at all. Doesn't mean that at all. So as long as there are Nazis, it's not so much that history repeats itself or doesn't. It's that Nazis are ever present, ever present in the here and the now. The past is not past. The past is never past. The past is not dead. It's not even past. That's what I'm getting to. That's what I am getting to. Right? So, this is the key. The past is never dead. It's not even past. So, I I just want to emphasize this. Because this is really important. It's really important. It's really important. Right? Here's the thing. There is... The civil rights movement in the 1960s that absolutely, absolutely was a movement that won gains for black people in this country. The Voting Rights Act, the Civil Rights Act, the Civil Rights Act of 1964, July of that year, the Voting Rights Act of August of 1965, which we just had the anniversary of back on August the 7th of this month, right? But because there were those major gains for black people in voting rights and in civil rights, that doesn't mean that there aren't people who oppose civil rights. That doesn't mean that there aren't people anymore who oppose voting rights. They're called Republicans. They're called racists. They're called fascists. They are still here. And those people and their grandparents were here In 1965, in 63, in 57, in 1800, in 1850, in 1875, in 1890, post-Reconstruction. They never left. The past isn't dead. It's not even past. So it's not a matter of history repeating itself or not. It's that the ingredients of the past are still here with us. Whether you're talking about the people who fought and died for civil rights and the spirit of their grandchildren and children, the Bernice kings of the world who are still with us, who remain with us and thank God for that. Or whether you're talking about the opponents of civil rights, the people who oppose human rights, the pieces of garbage, these Republicans who oppose that, they're still with us. All of the ingredients of history, good and bad, are with us all the time, dear listener, all the time. 
It is just a question of where we as a society are on that sliding scale, on that sliding scale. Where do we slide closer to? Are we sliding closer to the people who fought and died for freedom? Or are we sliding closer to the people who oppose freedom, who take away women's rights to choose, who take away black people's rights to vote? Where are we now? Are we standing closer to the people who are taking away young people's rights to vote and taking ballot boxes from campuses everywhere, drop boxes from campuses, these Republicans? Are we standing closer to that? And we are, are we standing closer to authoritarianism and fascism and autocracy? Or are we standing closer to democracy? That is where we are. This has never been about history repeating itself. It has always been, always been about where we stand on this continuum. History continues. It doesn't repeat. I've always believed this for a number of years now. History is continuous, continuous because the past is embedded in the here and now. The past is embedded in the present. Something that happened to you when you were five or six years old still affects you right now at the age that you presently are. And in your own life, in your own personal life, there are flashbacks. There is deja vu. There are flashbacks. There's PTSD. There's all kinds of things. Those things don't leave you. Those are part and parcel of who you are. All of us, you, me, anyone you know. It's not about repeating itself. It's not about that. History can be, and it is, instructive. Absolutely instructive. It's not about repeating anything. It's about learning lessons to avoid us being closer to the sliding scale on the sliding scale of fascism. Because, look, I believe that's where we are. Fascism has never left us and the Nazis have never left us. You have to understand something, dear listener. There are still Nazis in this country. You've seen them on your Twitter feed, your social media feeds. They proudly wave their swastika here in the U.S. and elsewhere. And that's been no different for over 100 years. There have been Nazis in the United States. And people act as if, oh, my goodness, Nazis just came back yesterday. They've never left. They have never left. Understand, even during World War II, there were many Nazis, American Nazis, here in the United States. I keep going back to 1939 at Madison Square Garden. 20,000 of them filled the garden. Go and watch that seven-minute documentary entitled A Night at the Garden, directed by Marshall Curry. He and I follow each other on Twitter. There's a book I referenced the other day in the previous podcast episode, Hitler in Los Angeles. That's the name of the book, and it's by Stephen J. Ross. The subtitle is How Jews Foiled Nazi Plots Against Hollywood and America. And if you read Hitler in Los Angeles, you will see the first few pages. There's a map, maps 
of where the Nazis lived in Los Angeles. Offices, homes, buildings, and they're all over the place. In 1933, in the 20s, they've been here. And they tried to terrorize and they terrorized Jewish people in freaking Hollywood, in Beverly Hills, all over L.A. And there's still Nazis in Los Angeles. That's not changed. It's not conspiracy theories. This is happening. All you have to do is follow the Southern Poverty Law Center. Go and look at what their reports have been on hate groups in the United States. And Klan and Nazis all over the country. Up in Portland, Oregon. Oh my goodness, they're all over the place up in Portland, Oregon. Clan, Nazis, they're all up there. Oh, Portland, it's such a lovely town. It's a Nazi town. Oh my God, again, a clan town. My God, we have to wake up. This isn't about history repeating itself. The conditions and ingredients of history are here. They've never left. And that's why that Faulkner quote is powerful. The past isn't dead. It isn't even past. And I think that when we're facing what we're facing here with this piece of garbage, this, the defendant, the orange defendant who is twice impeached and four times indicted. You have to realize what's going on. And it's not only him. It's an entire political party and the apparatus around it and the white billionaires that fund it. They're not being talked about very much now, whether it's the Koch brother, because the other Koch brother passed away, whether it's the Koch brother and all these other people, the dark money set who throw billions of dollars to these punks who are running for president on that fascist Republican side. The Viveks of the world and the Nikki Haley's and the Tim Scott's and the Chris Christie's and all the rest of these folks. Come on. Let's get real. Let's get real here, folks. This is not a joke. This is not a joke. It's not. That's why you have all this stuff. These billionaires funding all this. And you need to read the book by Jane Mayer, M-A-Y-E-R, Jane Mayer, entitled Dark Money. Explains all of this, all these Republican state houses and all the things they're doing. Batting books, DeSantis and all the rest, batting books in all these states. 25, 26 states with these open carry laws, no permit, Permitless carry for guns. I mean, this stuff has been going on forever in the United States. It's not that history is repeating itself. It's that we're on a constantly sliding scale of ever-present elements of the past that are still with us. We have to be more mature about our outlook and reality as it concerns where we are positioned at this moment. And it means we need to be educated. It means we need to be better informed. It means that we must recognize that the U.S. corporate news media 
is not here to inform us. It is here to titillate and to entertain us and to feed us with propaganda. And you, under, and you wonder why Andrea Mitchell is interviewing Vivek Ramaswamy. And you get all upset at Andrea Mitchell and at MSNBC. And I'm telling you, they don't give a damn about what you and I think about them. They're billionaires who run MSNBC and own it and own Comcast and all the rest who have another thing in mind, the thing they really care about, which is Monet. That's all they care about. Again, it's what Les Moonves said. It may not be good for America, but it's damn good for CBS. That is what these corporate news media cable networks care about. They don't care about anything else. They would gladly continue to give billions of dollars for free advertising to the twice impeached orange defendant and four times indicted orange defendant. They'd gladly continue that. They gave him $2 billion of free advertising in 2015 and 16, and they're doing it again now. They're doing it again. They are rooting for him to be the Republican nominee. They've been saying forever, oh, he's going to be the nominee. Here's the polls. Here's the polls. <laughs> Here's the polls, hubba, hubba, hubba. Here's the polls, here's the polls, here's the... They're throwing that at you. And so you all, including me, oh yeah, he'll be the nominee. And he may well end up being the nominee, even though the guy may be convicted by this time next year. But this is the thing. The whole media apparatus is socializing you and socializing your brain to get comfortable with this idea. They're already dictating the result before it even happens. And they did this in 2015 and 16. And this is about making money for them. Money. And he is their cash cow. And as long as that's the case, they will gladly talk about him. They talk about his supporters every second. They interview his supporters all the time. Do they ever interview supporters of Biden? No. When's the last time you ever saw interviews of supporters of Joe Biden? Well, here's what Biden supporters have to say. When was the last time you tuned in to a cable news media network and saw supporters of Joe Biden talking about anything, about the accomplishments of this Biden-Harris administration? They've done so much and so many people don't know about it. I wonder freaking why. Because your corporate news media, cable, 24 hours a day, freakazoid cable, news networks, talk about one person and one person only, the orange defendant and his supporters and what they're going to do next. Hubba, hubba, hubba. <laughs> what are they going to do next? What are they going to do? What are they going to do? What are we going to do? And the word vote hardly ever comes into the equation unless it's related to that piece of garbage defendant. The distractions are endless. It is up to us, dear listener, to be smarter and wiser and strategic and to register to vote now. Do not wait until next year. Now is the time, as Dr. King once said. And he said this on the March on Washington 60 years ago in his speech. Now is the time. Don't wait till next year. These Republicans are doing all this stuff now. They're not waiting till next year. They're stripping away voting rights now. All these states' legislatures passing all these odious provisions. All of these things. 
We have to be smarter. We have to stop being so reactionary. Social media is a brain drain. We have to start educating each other. That's what we need to do. And we need to be organized. Pick the issues that matter to you. Ask yourself, dear listener, what you care about. What do I care about? What do you care about? You have to ask yourself those questions. And then you have to write down the things you care about and find out how you advocate those issues. Join organizations. Gun violence, join the organizations that are out there for that. There's many of them. We need to be more sophisticated now. We need to have a plan to vote. We need to educate people in our families. We need to educate people on our podcasts, on our social media lines and our networks. And I think social media is destructive. There's some good things about it, but there's a lot of negatives and a lot of lies and misinformation and disinformation. And it is up to us to get sources of information correct. It's up to us to go to independent media. It's up to us to follow people like Roland Martin on his Black Star Network. It's up to us to get involved. We must. We are on a sliding scale of continuum, not history repeating itself. It's about the history that is present now. It's never gone away is my point. The Nazis have never gone away. Yes, they were defeated in World War II, but then you've got the children of Nazis. Then you've got the grandchildren of Nazis. Then you've got people espousing that bullcrap now. You've got people espousing it in so-called manifestos and executing black people. That has never gone away either. Black people have been murdered and lynched and executed by the state and by white people in the United States for centuries. Even with the gains that happened, that doesn't stop these violent white terrorists from killing black people. It's not about history repeating itself when it comes to black people being executed in this country by white people and these white terrorists. That's been going on for 400 plus years. It's not about history repeating itself. History is continuous. And black people continue to be executed in this country by white terrorists, racist people, terrorists, anti-black racists. White people who are doing this. That's where we are. And we really need, dear listener, to be much more wise about this, to educate ourselves, to read books, because you've got people in this country banning books. And we need to be educated and armed with truth and history and stop listening to these idiots on YouTube or these idiots on some other social media telling you bullcrap and garbage. Oh, voting doesn't matter. Voting damn well matters. Voting damn well matters. And you had best believe it does. Because if it didn't, you wouldn't have Republican state legislatures all over the United States passing anti-voting bills or passing bills that make it harder for you to vote. So when William Faulkner says... In his book, Requiem for a Nun, 
that the past is never dead. It's not even past. Think about the present day and think about the fact that all the negative and all the bad and all the horrific things that have happened years ago, hundreds of years ago, continue to happen today in some part of the world, if not in your world. They happen in the country you live in, if not in your part of the country. And you cannot be divorced from this fact. You cannot be divorced from this realization. We need to be smarter and more sophisticated. And now is the time for us to be educated. Please follow along on social media, on Twitter at the popcorn, excuse me, at the popcorn, R-E-E-L. And on YouTube, the YouTube channel for the Politocrat Daily Podcast, youtube.com forward slash at sign the Politocrat P-O-D. You can also find me on numerous other social media channels, including Spoutable, S-P-O-U-T-I-B-L-E, at Popcorn, R-E-E-L. Download the Spoutable app now on Android and on Apple. Thank you very much for listening to this edition of The Politocrat. I'm Omar Moore.